0: Hi, welcome to On the Couch with Dr. Carmen. I am a licensed psychologist in the state of Florida, and here we talk about how people heal and all things health related, mental health, emotional health, and physical health. Today, I am having a guest on stage with me, um, Daisha Hines, MED. She has a master's in education from uh, Cambridge College of Massachusetts. Um, and she is a, has been a mental health therapist for the last eight years, and she specializes in trauma, addictions, individual, families, couples, play and expressive therapies, and also um, you see children, right?
1: I do. I see kids from the youngest of age four all the way until 17, 18
0: wow so thank you for coming on this podcast with me um thank you you for having
1: me
0: you're welcome i'm i'm glad that i met you in clubhouse this is
1: i work with 17 18 but i work from three all the way up to in the 70s so um wide range um wow um so i work with everybody um and so the reason why i am in this field is because when i was 12, um, I was dealing with depression. I didn't understand or know that it was depression, and um, I wanted to commit suicide. I wrote a suicide note and a letter. My mom found it and told me if I loved her, I wouldn't hurt myself. So I didn't, Um, but I could imagine how many other kids have been going through that and dealing with the isolation, feeling alone, feeling very depressed and feeling like no one pays attention to them or feel invisible. And so I promised myself when I was 12 that I wanted to be a therapist to help other people and allow other people to talk. Um, I remember at 17, my mom told me I wasn't going to be anything. and I wasn't going to be able to go to school. I was going to be nobody. Wow. And so um, I ended up proving a lot of people wrong by getting my bachelor's in psychology and then getting my master's in mental health counseling. And so my mission and my purpose is to really help kids so that they don't have to go through what I went through. And that they can feel supported and know that there's someone that understands and that can relate to them and know what the struggle is to not want to be around people that sits in the dark all day, don't have motivation, that's crying themselves to sleep, that's just listening to sad, depressing music and not eating Mm. properly or overeating. Um, So it just depends on what they're going through, but I just want them to know that they're supported, that there's someone that's not judging them someone that is a survivor, someone that has their moments still um, we're human beings so we go mm-hmm. through ups and downs. but I'm very very transparent as a therapist and I just want people to know that I'm here as a support.
0: That's awesome. So you mentioned some things that you know people might have noticed. If they, you know, didn't have you have a note or they weren't your mom, you know, that you were kind of staying to yourself, you were listening to sad music, what else would other adults or other, you know, teachers, people around kids notice if they're depressed or anxious? So you can tell when somebody
1: maybe going through something, they're very withdrawn. Um, so they tend to stay alone. They don't express their feelings often. Um, staying in the dark was the number one thing. We like darkness. <laughs> when you're depressed, lights is out, everything is out, and you're just in darkness. Um, not communicating, not socializing, um, having a lot of negative thoughts. and. Thinking negatively of yourself and if you hear people say my life is worthless I'm not worth anything I'm a nobody I hate myself those tend to be depressive keywords for us to say okay this person is really going through something um, life is not worth living um, I hate life nobody loves me um, I can never do anything right these are certain words that kids may use And for Mm -hmm. you to say, I need to go a little deeper to find out what's happening and what's going wrong. Because a lot of times when a child feels like no one loves them and no one cares about them, they're feeling very alone and something, there's a disconnect in the family that they're not feeling like their needs are being met.
0: Okay. That's good to know. Um, So they can verbalize it for the most part, you know, I don't know, what do you say? Six? Not.
1: The young kids so for any child that's between the ages of three to about nine ten depending on their maturity level because every child is not mature at certain ages yeah um, so i would say from like the ages of three to ten uh kids will act out so if you see kids throwing temper tantrums screaming and banging doors, um being disruptive in class and in, in school at home. Um not listening, um having meltdowns for no reason. That's a cry for help. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you'll see it is that there's changes going on in a house. Something traumatic might have occurred and no one is paying attention to the signs until it's too late that the child is really exp- trying to express that they need something more than you are given
0: them. Mm-hmm. So would they also be drawing or writing things to try to let people know that they're in pain? Sometimes,
1: but not a lot of people pay attention to that either. So if they're in school and they're drawing things, some teachers may not look at it as something major. Um, also play. If you hear a child playing with dolls and saying, Daddy, and he's hitting and punching and punching mommy, that's telling me what's happening
0: mm-hmm. that's just
1: through play but some people won't look at that um i've had clients that show me daddy calling from jail and mommy is not home and they're by themselves and they're crying and they said well i see you whenever i see you daddy oh. so um kids will express a lot through play therapy while you do it with them because mm-hmm. a lot of the emotions and feelings that they go through and things that they witness and they see they they actually react it.
0: okay so they go through that again with the dolls or whatever they're doing in their play activities yes they do trying to work it out
1: they're trying to work it out because kids are not good at expressing their emotions they're not acknowledging they don't know how to so if they're upset frustrated mad sad they don't know how to express it in a healthy effective way unless you teach them how to so a lot of times it's behavior with the kids that you'll see Mm -hmm. changes with their behavior to know that there's something going on Uh, when there's a lot of changes in the family parents divorcing is number one there's Mm. always a, a change in the child's behavior and it's when they see the behavior in school and at home, then everybody wants to start addressing it. But it should have been a kind of addressed when the child was, they was transitioning through that divorce process, you know? Right. I feel like being transparent and honest with kids helps some of the process along the way.
0: Mm-hmm. So you mean to the, the parents to be more transparent about what's going on instead of all of a sudden, I'm in a different house or daddy's not in the house anymore or mommy's not in the house anymore. Exactly,
1: because that's what happens. Um, I've had so many kids that they blame mommy for breaking up the family or they blame daddy. Um, And somebody's getting blamed for the family Mm -hmm. being broken up and now there's a division in the family. And the child may not talk to the um, parent or may have resentment towards the parent. And it's all because there was a lack of communication with the parents and the children to make this an easier, smooth process.
0: Wow. I I never thought about it that way. And I thought that, you know, maybe it's just the state of Florida, but you had to go through some kind of counseling when you are starting to get divorced and children are involved.
1: Um. Some people do and some people don't, you know, it's really up to each individual Um, and some people are separated. So they may not even be going through divorce. They're just separated. But when kids are involved, that affects the kids too, because you're so used to having mommy and daddy in the house. And now you have to go visit a parent on the weekend and go back to your other house. And you're not understanding why we don't have everybody in one house. Right. And why is everybody separated? Got it. And parents think that they're doing justice by hiding things mm. versus just being honest and talking to kids.
0: Right, right. Kids, kids take in a lot more than they are, are able to deal with if you're not explaining it to them.
1: Yes. And um, kids understand if you break it down to them. Like, mm-hmm. Mommy and daddy is just going through something right now. We're going to be just taking a little space, but you're going to still be able to have both of us. We're still going to be a family. We're still here working with you. We're just going to take a little time apart so we can all work on ourselves. And we just want to make sure that you're okay during this process. So Mm -hmm. anything you need, anything how I can help you you make you feel more comfortable. You want the child to feel safe. You want the child to feel like they're part of the family and you want the child to know that they're feeling part of this decision, that they're a part of the journey, along with not just the adults, but you're taking their feelings into consideration and you want them to be able to know that they're being a knowledge. Um, adults feel like it's a child, so I'm not gonna tell them anything, and the less they know, the better. But kids feel energy, they feel off of the emotions, they see the fighting, the cussing, the yelling, they go through all of that. So you just want to be mindful of how you handle the situation when it does come with the kids.
0: To help kids to manage these difficult transitions instead I of keeping it from that. them. I think okay. that. Okay. Um, so kids may come to your offices or need your help or a therapist's help for depression, anxiety, difficult transitions in the family, any other reasons why they might come to see you? Um,
1: so we have a lot of oppositional defiant um, disorder. So when you're really defiant, I have kids that like to run out of classrooms, um, destroy property, um, destroy, hit kids. Um, they don't listen, um, throw temper tantrums, um, fight in, their siblings, um, slamming doors, threatening to kill themselves, threatening to kill their family. Um, so uh, we have ODD, ADHD, ADD, um, and uh, anxiety adjustment disorder. So we have a lot of different disorders that do come in from kids. And it's a lot of it is because of sexual abuse. Mm-hmm um and kids are being sexually abused and parents have went through it already and so they don't acknowledge it the way because they never dealt with it so the child is not dealing with it and it's not being addressed oh. in an effective way um a lot of divorce or separation um And we have a lot of kids that are lacking love and affection and attention from their families because, you know, parents are having multiple kids and the child is not getting their needs met. So negative behavior is tend to be a behavior a lot of kids do so that they can get some type of attention.
0: Hmm. So mommy and daddy are so busy with the other kids or whatever's going on in their life. That the only thing that gets their attention, or you know, some kind of focus on on the child, is when they act.
1: Of, yep, correct. Happening
0: again. Okay. At the child so now,
1: agencies. Mm-hmm. So, if the child has been removed from the mom's care or the dad's care, one of the case plan requirements would be having to do individual and family counseling and then we also have parents that sign their kids up for therapy
0: okay so it's kind of like over here we have the safe kids coalition i believe so they have kids in the system for some of those same reasons or Mm um mom put the kid at risk or they're in at risk circumstances
1: yes so like i have a mom currently that had her child taken care um taken away from her when she was six weeks so now I have to do a uh, counseling with her and the baby, um, part of the case plan. Um, mm-hmm. and then so on, and so on. I have a lot of parents that, you know, they trying to get re- um, reunited with their kids. And so we have to do individual counseling and then family counseling on top of it so that we can work with the kids and the parents on what was the traumatic situation, how they feel, process the fit, um, situation with them, and then work on how to change those behaviors in the um, end to make sure that it doesn't happen again.
0: Okay, so when you're doing family therapy, the kids actually have to discuss this or work this out with the parent or caregiver in the room? Yes, okay. um, because
1: that is part of the case plan. Um, gotcha. To have to process the feelings fully. So this is not to punish anyone. Um, A lot of times parents do take it as a punishment because they're forced to do therapy and they don't want to. But this is a time for kids that have been affected. Um, One of the kids were witness to gun violence.
0: Hmm. Wow. So
1: this is a time for the child to to express how seeing the gun um, being involved in that situation, what they felt, how they feel, how to so just allow them to process it. Cause sometimes kids don't say how they're feeling and they just shut it off, but then they start um, reacting in school. Their grades mm-hmm. start going down. They're distracted. They're not focused. They're, um, they start, you know, acting up. And so when you start seeing all these behavior changes, it's because there is something underlining that is affecting them. So we want to address the issues so we can start having the healing. And this is what it's about. It's healing.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, too many
1: people are walking around with childhood traumas yes, as adults because they've never dealt with the things from their past as a child. So it's time to really start healing the kids now so that they can be healthy adults in the future.
0: And healthy adults in the future so that when they are the caretakers, the parents, that they would be able to recognize it and also to avoid some of the traumatic situations that they experience.
1: Of course, and we're we're trying to break cycles. This is the goal. Yes,
0: yes. break
1: cycles. Um, Being from a Jamaican culture, um i know that that is very taboo mental health um Mm -hmm. everything is swept under the rug it's move on get over it you're fine um there's nothing wrong with you um so the fact that i am a mental health therapist and the fact that i acknowledge that i have dealt with mental health it's really a astonishing for my country (laughs) and my uh culture yeah that is something that is hush hush you know even speaking about it, it's like, what is wrong with you? You're going to embarrass the family. Why would you speak about it? But we're dealing with it. And because of my generations before me, I don't know who had a mental illness because no one acknowledged it. right? And no one spoke about it. So I can't go down my family line and say, my great grandmother dealt with this, 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 because all they would say is nothing's wrong. I had some problems and I moved on. You just move on. Mm -hmm. So it's trying to change and break that cycle so that we now can address the issues, deal with the issues, and make sure that our kids know it's okay to have these issues. As long as you're being supported and you're working on yourself, you can overcome. But you have to know that it's okay.
0: Right right so that's a big factor taking into cultural differences and how people you know if they have a language to talk about this stuff if they're
1: there are many cultures you will not see come in for counseling because their culture don't not believe in it at all they believe in keeping everything into the families and everything stays in the family so you will only see certain cultures that will be a little bit more receptive and open to Mm -hmm. allowing you in their business because this is what they feel like it's our private business that you're putting out there right regardless that it's confidential and we won't disclose anybody's business they feel like when you're talking about it you're breaking confidentiality
0: Mm mm-hmm Well, that's, that makes it challenging to, you know, build some trust with the families and the kids. But
1: when one thing about therapy I've learned in the past eight years is when you come in, you are signing a contract saying that you're ready to do this work Mm -hmm. and you're ready to open up and you're ready to be vulnerable. So I'm not forcing anything from you. Um, You're here voluntarily some people not, but most are. So let's do the work to start the journey.
0: Yes. Yes. I like that. To, to start the journey to heal. And more importantly, like you said, heal generational cycles of, you know, mental illness, abuse, addictions, all of those things, trauma, because if you haven't healed your trauma, you can't help the next generation avoid trauma or deal with trauma better
1: correct and that is the thing about why i love doing my job is because i am starting a new generation a new generation That's of awesome. healers That's-
0: so are you mostly in person then are you in schools or do you go into the homes are you telehealth
1: I do in between in-person and telehealth. Um, 90% of my work is in-person. And, you know, for the people that can't come in-person, I will do um, telehealth. Telehealth of them.
0: Okay. And you said most of them are voluntary, not court-ordered? Most of them are voluntarily. So mm-hmm. most, it's
1: I have a lot of adolescents. Um, And a lot of adults, um, and I got a few kids that I work with. Um, but everybody is the parents is bringing the kids in saying that their child have shut down, their child is not communicating, their child is dealing with these issues and they want them to have somebody to talk to about
0: it. Okay. Do, um, is it cash insurance? How does that work? Most of it is through Medicaid
1: um so i have a lot of medicaid clients okay so it's all insurance so um, individuals and children so um th- you might have a copay you may not some people have a copay some people have no copay but they do cover um, a m- certain amount of sessions um mm-hmm. and you know as a therapist i have to just keep updating your progress do your treatment plan review and just notating how you're moving along in the process of treatment, but they will continue to pay it if you need it. Um, and if you need to go to higher level care, I will suggest that as well.
0: Okay. That's awesome. Um, how can people get in touch with you? What are your channels, um, for social media and, um, you know, what, what is the name of your agency that they can find you at if they want to voluntarily seek your services?
1: So I am currently at Karen Community Counseling in St. Petersburg, Florida, um, and that is at 3850. Um, 5th Avenue North in St. Petersburg. Um, I also have their diary podcast that is about my life and me being really, really transparent and open and honest about my story and how I've grown up and raised and my general um, journey of healing myself. And my IG is Dare diary um, podcast 45. So you can look me up on Ig Because that is the most I use out of all the social media platforms, but it is their diary. Um, Podcast
0: 45. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing your knowledge and your expertise with us today on the couch. Hopefully we have helped other families and um, children be able to have access and have a better idea of what therapy looks like um, for that part of the population, you now know that you don't have to be rich, rich, rich to be able to access services. Um, they are available um, and that you know there are services available for different kinds of problems that children and families may face. So thank you, Daisha, for coming on and um, maybe we'll have you back again sometime. Check out her podcast, Dear Diary, 45? Yep. And thank
1: you so much, Dr. Carmen, for having me. Thank you for allowing me to speak. And thank you for sharing this. I really hope that this helps so many kids, families, adults, and that people start taking mental health seriously and not look at it as a stigma, but just know that you're taking care of you, loving you, and putting you first.
0: Excellent. And we'll see you next time on the couch.